0: ...outlined how accounting... Practices what the fuck? What?
1: What kind of likeness is that? Feature. If they were great artists, they'll be in a museum. I'm, I'm fucking fodder for cartoonists, cartoonists, now. cartoonists now.
2: to another Main feed episode of Gutter Boys. Gutter Boys is a small press comics podcast about the highs, the lows, the ins, the outs. Uh, you know I fucked this up again. Uh, after 83 episodes, I still don't have it down, but I am your host Cam with my co-host JB. Today on the back side of the episode, we are joined with uh, Portland-based cartoonist Pat Keck. Uh, we talk about his new Bat Book with Josh Simmons It's out on Mansion Press. Uh, before we get right into that, though, just a couple things to address here. Uh, next main feed, we are taking an episode off. Uh, very rare that we do that nowadays, but in its place, we will have an old Patreon episode from the vault, probably from the Hocking Hills trip last year that gets uploaded. Uh, that's where we will be, is we will be in Hocking Hills on the MS Harkness Organized Cartoonist Retreat. Um, I'm stoked to see you. I was like thinking about it. We haven't seen each other this year, have we? Uh, nope. Yeah, so it'll be the first time plan on getting it's probably since the last trip yeah right right i think so yeah yeah so should be a good time um and then we'll see each other again in november are you uh wanting to uh finish anything while you're up there at the cabin yeah
3: yeah i plan on starting a new comic there hell yeah i was hoping to write out a script and maybe do thumbs if i have the time we'll see how much progress i'm able to
2: make there hopefully i can get a lot done we'll see yeah, right, right. Same. Yeah, I got some shit to work on. So, uh, excited to see you and everybody. Um, we are going to keep it a little short on this front side. Uh, just business to plug patreon.com forward slash gutterboys or gutterboys.top. Uh, we do plan on getting a lot of content both for the main feed and, uh, for the bonus feed. Planning on doing some, I guess, like, uh, round-robin-style discussions like last year. I know we've said it on the Patreon, but our goal is to uh, record more premium content this year as opposed to last year where it was all main feed-focused.
3: Yeah, and uh, we will cover the Ignats. Uh, The nominees were announced pretty recently, but we don't really have the time to get into that too in-depth right now. But we will talk about that quite a bit uh, for the next Patreon episode. Uh, I believe we have Pat Rooks on yeah. Uh, so if you haven't yet already, uh, you'll want to maybe subscribe to the Patreon, gutterboys.top. Yeah. Patreon.com backslash gutterboys. Uh, we will touch on it a bit more on the next main feed uh, when we're back, I mean. And I know for sure we will talk about it quite a bit while we're at the cabin. A few people that were nominated will be uh, in Hawking Hills with us. So it'll be interesting to get their takes uh, about, uh, you know, being nominated, I guess, for the award and what their thoughts are on it and uh, who's going to take the brick when all is said and done. But yeah, we're going to be recording quite a bit at the cabin. So, uh, you know, if you're already a patron, you already know the deal. Uh, same as last year, we're gonna have a bunch of stuff recorded, uh, not just for the main feed, but also for our bonus feed for all of our patrons. And I think you're gonna enjoy what we have in store there. I think uh, it's it's gonna be a good time for sure. Yeah, a lot of inside baseball talk and a lot of uh, shit shooting. So it should be good. But yeah, five bucks, folks. That's all it is. I'll for sure be high. So uh, you have that to look forward to, I guess. Get access to all our bonus episodes plus more. Yeah. So if you uh, if you haven't signed up yet. Uh, please do. The cabin talks for sure are going to be fun uh, because, you know, we all, for the most part, know each other. And uh, yeah, we'll make sure to keep it pretty blue. So if if you want to hear a bunch of drunk cartoonists, probably drunk cartoonists uh, talking shit, uh, you know, all in good fun, uh, then definitely check those out uh, by signing up. Uh, Also, one last shout out to Halftone Hospital, which is a great place to get free resources for comic makers. A lot of digital tools, brushes, guides, Uh, all of it is available to everyone uh, at the wonderful cost of $0. Obviously, you can donate if you want. We would recommend doing that. Because these are pretty great resources uh, that are just being given out for free, basically. Uh, Shout out to Victoria Douglas, who runs Halftone Hospital. Uh, She will be at the cabin as well, so we'll be talking a bit about Halftone with her, as well as her work. She's a really great cartoonist. But uh, yeah, I've used a bunch of their tools and brushes. Uh, I really, really love what they've done with the Pentel brush pen brush that they've made. Uh, it's only available for Photoshop right now, so if you're an Apple head, I'm sorry. Just I don't know, get a torrent, Parody. download a copy of Photoshop, Parody. try it out. It is Parody. really, really wonderful. As someone who's used the Pentel brush pen for quite a while, it does a, a really great job of mimicking uh, the same feel and the same line weight uh, that you would get from a real brush uh, by Pentel. So
2: yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, go
3: check it out on Instagram at halftone hospital or go to halftonehospital.com and uh, give it a whirl. Uh, great stuff. Great job, Victoria. But yeah, that pretty much uh, wraps it up for the intro. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be joined with Pat Keck, so stay tuned.
1: We'll be right back. What do a pair of deadly assassins, a beefy pile of roided-up high school football players, a zombie outbreak, huge dragons, and a himbo barbarian have in common? You can find them all in the upcoming pages of the Santos Sisters. That's right. Ambar and Alana are back for more gripping adventures. Once again, Offset Press printed in full color on your favorite decadent newsprint, prestigious publication, the Comics Journal loved the first issue, calling it a highly entertaining comic. And Katie and Sally from the Thick Lines podcast called it a masterpiece and more than they deserve. And who are we to disagree? The Santos Sisters is available now. Don't miss out. Ask your favorite comic book retailer to add it to your pull list today or find it online at santosisters.com.
3: Athenium Comic Art is an original art website for some of the best cartoonists in the business. They currently represent Remy Boydel, Marie Capelle, France, Nicole Gou, Jonathan Hill, Emma Hunsinger, Casey Nowak, Micah Song, and Tilly Walden. Athenium Comic Art gives fans the opportunity to own original piece of art from their favorite comics and support the artists that they love. In their short time in business, they've already shipped many iconic pages out to hardcore fans across the globe. Don't miss out on your chance to own a one-of-a-kind piece of history. Check out their website, AtheniumComicArt.com, and type in Guttergang at checkout to receive free shipping on your first order. Again, the website is AtheniumComicArt.com. And the code is Gutter Gang. Who loves underground comics? everybody loves underground comics and if you know people who don't love underground comics and only read the mainstream comics immediately report them to your local comic book store and find them with copies of clusterfucks comics clusterfucks comics is a black and white underground anthology comic scene featuring some of the best underground comics creators today creators like cameron zavala eric jason brian judge miguel aguilar adam yeater jason cavelli umberto Tonella, anna peterson tony de pasquale Ruby Hall, and so many more. Issues one through four are available now, with the fifth issue debuting in early 2023. Purchase your copies today at clusterfuckscomics.bigcartel.com. And that's comics with an X.
2: Clusterfucks Comics. Comics you can clusterfucks with.
0: Morning, Gary. Morning, Marianne. Need a menu? Nah, I'll just have the usual. You sure do love your eggs and coffee, Gary. Best way to start your morning, Marianne. Well, that and an issue of Town and County. What's that? Town and County is a new comic series written and drawn by cartoonist Alex Nall. He's that guy that wrote them books about teaching and that Mr. Rogers feller. Oh, he was such a nice man. The first issue is 36 pages of black and white comic stories with beautiful color covers and features six stories about folks in our little township here in Illinois. Like Susie Barber, the house cleaner that uncovers her client's dirty laundry, if you know what I mean. And Stanley Pepper, that big feller that just lost his job and took to drinking every night at Bugs' Tavern. Well, ain't that something? Town & County is published by Ivy Terrace Press, headquartered in Chicago. Chicago? Who would want to live there? So dirty. Each issue comes with a copy of The Hometown Hero, our little town's newsletter, and it's only $8. $8? Where can I get it, Gary? You can order a copy of Town & County on the internet at store slash Alex Comics. Oh, there's your breakfast, Gary. Thanks, Marianne. Ah, nothing like a cup of coffee and a good comic book.
3: The Last Aviatrix is a post-nuclear adventure comic by independent Los Angeles-based cartoonist Buster Cagle. The story follows Summer, our last aviatrix, who pilots the sole surviving airplane, a nuclear-powered B-29. As she travels the ruined world, finding ways to survive and help humanity while dealing with the eminent threat of the Atomborn, a rare breed of atomic wizards that want to see her out of the sky, her mission becomes complicated when she accidentally picks up Henry, an Atomborn child who wields incredible power, and Clementine, a berserker on a quest for vengeance. Can our aviatrix survive this ruined and irradiated wasteland? Every issue can be read for free on BusterKegel.com comics. Paper copies can be ordered as well, but, you know, you can still read it for free. If you like Wizards or Warplanes, go check it out.
1: Now, back to our program.
2: And welcome back from the break. Today, we are joined on the second half of the show with Portland-based cartoonist Pat Keck. You may know Pat from uh, his collaboration with Josh Simmons on the Bat Books. He also released a book called Peepers at Fantagraphics and has done work over at Study Group Comics. But uh, how are you doing today, Pat? Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, dude. Thanks for uh, coming on. Yeah. What have you been up to? I guess you're in the throes of uh drawing book plates and promoting a book right now.
4: Yeah. A lot of book plate drawing, which I've gone through before with Peepers. Have you guys ever had to do any of that? Is it <laughs> It's kind of No. It's, it's a little it's a little it's fun but it's a little torturous at the same
2: time. So is Fanographics graphics in that case with peepers, are they asking you to do that or are you offering to do that?
4: Oh, no, they, they ask, but they don't ask okay. you to, like, you could just, like, I've seen people just, like, sign them and not even, like, try to do a drawing or anything. So, it's really up to you, like, yeah.
2: how much you want Big, to put it into it. Yeah, Jaime me. Hernandez. <laughs> yeah.
4: So, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know, I enjoy drawing, so I get into whatever is in front of me, so,
2: yeah. How many uh, are you usually drawing? Are you doing like,
4: 100? Uh, I think for this... For this, uh, bat book, we're gonna, it's gonna be over a hundred. Maybe like a hundred and fifty, I'm not sure. Something like that. And you
2: and Josh are doing, like, both illustrating those, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. We, we, sw- you know, I'll fill up one side and then pass it over to him to fill up the other side. So, so you
2: guys are like hanging out and doing these together?
4: No, we haven't done that actually. We'll just meet up oh, okay. and, and pass them off to each other, actually. So, I gotcha. Yeah.
2: So, You know, you have your own solo work, but because you are, you know, currently promoting uh, the new book collection, uh, Dream of the Bat, you know, I want to talk to you about that first and Mm -hmm. your collaborations, you know, with Josh. Mm -hmm. How did you all link up originally, just being in the same town? Eventually, it just happened.
4: Uh, No, I was actually I lived in L.A. around like for like six months in like 2007, 2008. And he was living there as well at the time. And uh, I was just trying to like find like other cartoonists there that I could maybe, uh, befriend. And, uh, I kind of just like stalked him a little bit. At, like he had an art, an art show at a secret headquarters out there at the time. So I went out there and he had actually had the first, it's called, um, now it's called Mark of the Bat was the first chapter from this book. He had that out there and I, and I didn't end up picking that up at the time, but I bought. Some of his other books and um, I didn't actually know what he looked like, but I kind of saw somebody like skulking around the, the comic store and I kind of I kind of figured out that it was him. And um, later on, like, I like I had to move back. I'm from Colorado originally and um, I had to move back to there because in 2008 there was like the whole like, you know, housing crash bubble and I could not like find a job out there to save my life. So I moved back to Colorado, but then I, I decided to, um, send him like a snail mail, just like fan letter. So ended up doing that. And he, and I sent him like one of my first sort of like screen printed mini comics that I had made too. So we kind of st- started corresponding back then and then met up maybe like in 2015 at, um, there was a, a show out here called Linework that happened for a couple of years and he was living in Seattle at the time and he came down and I ended up meeting him at Linework and he, pitched to me the second chapter um, of this bat book at the time. So soon after that, we started uh, working together.
2: So was that like a cool moment for you because you'd be oh, a fan yeah. of this dude?
4: Yeah, yeah, no, it was amazing. It's still, it's like totally, I mean, yeah, mind blowing still that this whole like book is coming out and yeah, I was just a fanboy <laughs> <laughs> for Josh. So, so
2: you're from Colorado?
4: Yeah, originally. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll get into that, but you know, just to I guess stay on the same path. So, when you all are working on this together, I mean, with the book plates, you guys are just handing them off. Are you all collaborating in person? Is it mainly done through email? And you know, oh, going back like and
4: the forth? the comic stories, the uh, the actual right, comic, yeah. Like when
2: you guys are actually like, yeah, like you know, working on this book together. What's the process like there?
4: So he does like layouts for the pages. Actually, so they're like, you know, he'll get like an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper and basically, you know, actually do all like all the panel breakdowns and do like some basic kind of like, um, character work. And then and, you know, even have like the word bubbles kind of like worked out and, and everything too. And then, yeah, he'll just, he'd like, will hand me like the full stack of those for the whole story. And then I would just kind of go page by page, you know, whenever I finish a page, I kind of send it off to him. And if there was something, you know, that he wanted to change or something that i messed up or something it would just be kind of like a back and forth until we got until we you know we we collaborated on the first uh batman story twilight of the bat in like 2017 so yeah once we got this you know all those pages done and and compiled we did a little um comic book through cold cube press of that chapter so yeah that's kind of how it works okay hell yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah. Yeah, cold cube rocks yeah uh, they're great stuff they put
4: out Mm -hmm. they're great to work with too
3: Yeah. So, did you get permission from DC? No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I guess my question would be like, what teed off this whole concept of this Bat Book, and in terms of like this collaborative thing between you and Josh Simmons, and sort of agreeing on a particular direction and whatnot.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So his. Yeah. So back in like uh, like 2006 is when he first started working on these bat uh, stories and um yeah and like i said uh, just meeting up with him like at uh, one of the cons out here he had an idea for a second chapter so that's how twilight of the bat kind of came together and became a comic and then last year uh, i guess it was last year a third chapter came out like he just keeps he's got some kind of of obsession (laughs) with with this character and he keeps coming up with um these story ideas so he came out with a third chapter last year that he published through the people that are publishing this collected book they're called a uh, mansion press and they're out of france um and then he kind of like came up with this last chapter that is going to be in the book it hasn't been like printed as like a, a solo comic or mini or anything like that and he kind of he kind of liked that we're, we both have done like a chapter there's like a balance to the book that way in terms of drawing and everything but you know he's he's the guy behind like the whole vision of you know how he sees this character and i'm just kind of like a little bit of like a grunt basically for him to get um (laughs) these other chapters done but i really enjoy it like i mean i I don't know if i could do this for like many you know i I like collaborating but i kind of like you know like breaking down you know scripts myself and stuff like that like i wouldn't normally love to like have someone give me like layouts of a page for me to to work off of and i still like have a lot of input into like the way things look and stuff like that but i don't know i I, like i said before i was like a big fan of josh before so and i think he's a great storyteller great cartoonist so it makes a big difference
3: so there wasn't too much like back and forth in terms of like uh, you know
4: of the stories,
3: yeah, yeah. and that, like the artwork and what everything looks like at the end of the day.
4: Yeah, definitely with the artwork, I didn't have as much input with the stories. Like those are definitely like yeah his thing. But you know, I, you know, I definitely like designed like a lot of different things for like this last chapter. I guess uh, for the the other chapter that I worked on uh, with him, there's there you know like. It was, you know, mostly like, yeah, like I said, designing things and kind of giving it, I don't know, I, Like, I, I guess I have my own particular style too that I applied to the page, but
3: yeah. Uh, so when you approached like drawing these pages, once you had layouts provided to you, mm-hmm. did you try to consciously make an effort to not draw maybe similarly to how the mm-hmm. characters look in the previous chapters or how, like, how did that go?
4: That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I tried to make it look like my own style, I guess, like because the chapter previous to this, uh, yeah, it's very, very Josh, like the way that he draws and everything. And I didn't want to like, he, I, mean, I didn't want to like try to like necessarily, you know, copy his style or anything, um, in terms of drawing. Right, right.
3: I would just imagine that there's some, whether conscious or not, some amount of pressure to do that, or at least lean in towards that initially.
4: I, well, I don't know. Not, not from, not from him necessarily. I think it might be. No, no, you, not like, not like
3: outright you need to draw like I draw. Sure, sure, sure. But you, you know what I mean? Like there would be some, if I were in your position, I mean, yeah. I, I would have this inclination to do it even if I wasn't consciously making an effort to do that. Sure.
4: Yeah. No, I could see that. And I think it even like, I, you know, like subconsciously, I'm, I'm sure there's like things that I would do. Like, I, I almost like I remember the way that he drew clouds, like in the first chapter. Like, I feel like it was maybe like I didn't like subconsciously drew clouds like the same way as him. But I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I didn't necessarily feel that. Pre- I didn't put that pressure on myself. That's just like, you know, like you were mentioning. I, I don't think it, it could be that I was. But consciously, I don't think I was. Did it ever lean towards the other way where you were almost going out of your way to make it not look like his work? I would try to, uh, you know, a little bit. I would definitely try. You know, I don't. I don't think they look the same. I feel like I remember someone read like this first chapter that I did a couple of years ago, and they didn't realize that Josh didn't draw it, which I thought was pretty surprising. <laughs> but you oh, know,
2: okay. I, I, yeah. So the uh, book, I guess, the major selling point behind the new collection mm-hmm. is that—is it the final part? Isn't it? Is it the last collaboration on this story? Or well, yeah, yeah. I don't
4: think he wants to do any more after this. So, so
2: it's got an exclusive chapter in it.
4: Right, yes, yeah. It's called the it's called the death of the bat. Death of the bat. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: Now that said What was the intention behind, hey, let's just skip the floppy, you know, Uh because that's how this series had come out, you know, before, and let's just collect it all and put this chapter in there? Is it to get people to, you know, is it partly like, oh, let's give them something exclusive? You know, why go from, and we don't have to talk about this, but why go go from (laughs) something that's a little more under the radar towards something that's a little more professional and loud, if you will?
4: Right, right. Uh, Do you feel comfortable
2: answering that or no? Oh, sure, sure. Okay.
4: I don't know. I think it's been like a... Uh, thing for for both of us where it's been like you know fairly like popular and it's you know sold well in the past these past uh, three chapters. And I think you it know, was I, really... I
2: have to say real quick, you know, sure, um, sure. we're in like a, a group chat with like uh, DC comics people and like <laughs> mainstream people, <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. even like the fucking yeah. book. Unrelated, unrelated to what we're talking about. Oh, no, 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 just... no. They yeah. even they even like the book, which yeah. is which is cool because like most of the time like that stuff doesn't really end up on their radar when I say right, that stuff right, I mean, like, right. in indie stuff. So like
3: yeah. <laughs> we have some particular people that are like, we're not really into zines.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, this is one of the ones where we find common ground and they're like, yeah, that shit's tight. Wow. So
4: I don't, yeah, I don't know why. Do you think it's just because of the character? I mean, I don't, I don't quite understand. I, I think it
2: gets them in the door and yeah. then they're like, you know, cause some people are like, Oh, I'm not going to check out anything new, but you know, something familiar. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I, I derailed that, but no, um, no, it's
4: okay.
2: It could also be because like
3: the approach to those characters is so different from what you would get from sort of the mainline established mm-hmm. avenues, right. I guess, for yeah. lack of a better word. Yeah. And
4: I have, yeah, I have no idea. Like, you know, I've I have not read that many Batman comics to be honest, so I don't really. Hmm. You know, I've read, that, I've read like the big like Frank Miller stuff, and you know what, I I can't really think of what you know what is have you read year one that's
2: the only good one what's that year one is one of the only good ones
4: right 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 and I have like like some some of the old like Sunday um Batman comics that people like like Dick Spring who's Bat? what is Batman I'm sorry I'm (laughs) a little lost here (laughs) yeah
2: Dick Spring has to be the best name in comics
4: (laughs) oh my god yeah,
2: I know. <laughs> like, he could have definitely just been Richard Sprang, but he knew what he was doing. No, nah, <laughs> yeah, he was going for it. He, he was, was like, not going to nah, be Dick Sprang. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
3: He's he's not going to pass on that. Yeah. That's
4: so The artwork, sad. have you guys seen his stuff before? Too? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I feel like it's the perfect name. Like, it matches the vibe somehow of the art, too.
2: But, yeah, before I kind of derailed us there, I was just asking, you know, what the, you know, decision to go from, you know, floppy format to a book, I guess, is a way to simplify that.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, he wanted to, Yeah, he didn't, he's trying to, like, wrap this stuff up. And I think he just kind of had a vision of, like, having them all together because they've been popular books or, you know, popular floppies or whatever. And um, just had a vision of this, like, complete book. And, you know, and having Mansion press like agree to do it definitely helped because i don't know you know not everyone's gonna want to do something like that (laughs) so but they've worked with josh for a while they've they've reprinted a few of his other books and i think you know he's done well with them so they were happy to do it also being published like in france maybe helps a little bit too i guess oh yeah (laughs) Being, being outside of america so we'll see definitely some big comic cred
3: If you got a a French publisher under your belt. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, and I mean, you know, over there, I mean, like you said, like, it's probably a little bit more different with the, well, let's not even get into that. (laughs) So, uh. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Just, uh, you know, work on being a pedophile and you're, you're on your way to the big time.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Even baguettes with butter and ham. So, um.
4: Were you guys able to look at the PDF at all? So it's okay, it's prepar- okay if you didn't.
2: <laughs> no, in preparation for this interview, I just looked over the other two that I had. Um, oh, okay, I don't cool. do digital comics at all. I'm going to get the book. So yeah,
4: yeah. No, I get it.
2: Sorry to, you know, but also I did, you know, in a way I don't want to spoil the book for the. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've seen the images posted online, like the solicitation images, but I purposefully am not looking any further than that just because I won't read a comic digitally if I have an option.
4: That's cool. I totally get that.
2: No offense or anything, but I will. No, no, no. Understandable. Well, you know, uh, you also are a uh, pretty prolific uh, solo cartoonist as well. Uh, So we want to go ahead and get into that. Now, um, your book, was it 2019 or 2020 uh, that Peepers came out?
4: Actually, the beginning of 2021. God,
2: see, time is just crazy. Pandemic time is just all mush to me. It was already bad before the pandemic, but now it's just like the last three years, it's all the same year to me.
4: It's the perfect time for my first graphic novel to come out. So (laughs) was it was it bad?
2: Did you feel, you know, like, was it bad because of the pandemic? And, you know, like, as far as, you know,
4: launching a book during it? Yeah, I just kind of made it feel like it didn't exist in a way. Yeah. But, you know, I I don't know. I was, you know, kind of like, you know, I got to publish a book through Fantagraphics. So I can't complain too much, I guess, at at the same time, because, you know, it came out beautiful, you know, the way I wanted it to come out. So, yeah, it's beautifully made. Yeah.
2: Their stuff usually is, for the most part. Yeah. You know, definitely. One of those books that, you know, is, like, huge, has, like, a really nice weight to it. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you were collecting this story over at Study Group online?
4: Yeah, that's where I I started the story. Yeah, um, when I moved out here to Portland, I did, like, a year-long, like, uh, comic certificate program that they have out here with this place called the Independent... Publishing Resource Center. Um, So it was a project that I started in one of the classes there. And um, yeah, it took me forever to finish. I'm a little, a little embarrassed how long it took. (laughs) But I I finished it. So happy about that. Was the
2: decision to relocate to Portland uh, completely comics based? Or why did you relocate uh, to Portland from Colorado?
4: Yeah, I was definitely comics inspired. I'd been out here they had, they used to have a, 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 con out here called Stumptown. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. It was kind of a little bit back in the day, but I came out here, um, for one of those and just thought the city was great. And also I have some family that live out here. So the, the transition was kind of easy for me. They, they were able to put me up for like a month until I got kind of my stuff figured out. So yeah, just like the comics community was definitely a big. A big pull, but also kind of an easy uh, move for me to make at the same time. So, yeah. And this is
2: like oh seven, oh eight when you moved?
4: When I, I moved here in, uh, actually, uh, 2010. Okay, so okay. a couple of years cool. later. Yeah, yeah.
2: Do you think you're going to stay there?
4: I think so. Me and my partner just bought a house like in March. Oh, congrats. So thanks, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I still like it. It's kind of, since the pandemic it's definitely gone to shit a little bit, but I still like it. Have you guys ever been out here?
2: Never. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. You you been out there, JB? Uh,
3: no. Uh, the farthest northwest I've been is uh, Seattle and Vancouver. Oh, okay. So basically, just passed right over you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. That's okay. <laughs> I've been meaning to. I'd like to go visit Portland. I yeah. Hear it's sick.
4: Yeah. I wish there would be like a another sort of small press convention out here. There hasn't really been one for a while. But but short run definitely makes up for that. It's a great convention. I'm glad you guys are going to be coming out for that. It'll short be run's cool a great show. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, so I want to talk about that. Is there not really like much of a local scene in Portland because you would think it'd be jumping?
4: <laughs> no, there is, there is, but it's very okay. like it's very like I'm a little bit of a I don't know. There's definitely you know different subsects of people that hang out. Right. And I'm a little bit of a, a guy that only hangs out with just a few few other people so not a cartoonist that does that <laughs> but I try you know I try you know if there's ever like a book signing or anything I definitely try to make it out if I can and and um there there is like a new like comics reading series that just was started up by this cartoonist Liz Yerby okay yeah I've here. seen them online yeah yeah so I haven't been able to, to go to any of those yet, but I'll probably try to catch some of those. But yeah. There used to be, you know, like a, there used to be Stumptown, and then after that there was uh something that Zach Soto started with another person, I can't remember their name, uh called Line Work that lasted just for a couple of years, but it was great.
2: Okay. Yeah. Soto was always posting this uh this like crazy comic swap that he I guess it was before the pandemic, but he would always do yeah. this like crazy ass comic swap out there. Yeah,
4: yeah. Frankenstein's comic book swap. Yeah, That's that shit looks called. tight.
2: Unrelated, but it looks cool.
4: No, no, it's great. It's going to come back too because, um, I guess, I, I guess, uh, I think I heard you. I heard you guys' episode the other day about, and you guys mentioned that floating world is going to be moving. So I think they're going to try to start it back up again with floating world involved somehow in their new space. Is what I oh, okay. heard. Okay. So, have you yeah. seen that new space? I haven't seen it, but I've been to that mall a lot. So. Okay. <laughs>
2: Is it cool? You think it's going to work out for them?
4: I, yeah, I, I hope so. I, I mean, they were downtown before and I often didn't want to go down there just because I didn't like going downtown. But yeah, I think it'll be a good change for them, it's, you know. And they're trying, they actually, there's like maybe like three other stores that are, that they're kind of like banding up with that are opening like a, at the same time. There's like a, a record store and like a clothes shop and I'm not sure what else, but they're, yeah. They're trying That's to cool. like so.
2: There's kind of like a make it a destination spot.
4: Yeah, yeah. They're trying to change the vibes of the mall. Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> I've never,
2: I've never been. I definitely order their stuff online. I think they're a great uh, publisher. So uh, hopefully, yeah. I get the chance to visit this shop one day.
4: Yeah, no, they're amazing. Did
2: they end up moving because of like you know fucking landlord shit?
4: I don't know what the exact reasoning was. Yeah, like I said, just downtown is just like a real yeah. shit show right now. So it could have just been like. They just kind of got, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be working down there myself. So yeah, just a lot of like drugs and insane people on drugs. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: all right. I do want to get into that part of the show where we talk about process. Are you uh full time uh, freelance, you know, artist cartooning or are you working, you know, part
4: time, full time? Uh, I work part time. I work, uh, as a direct support provider for adults with disabilities Uh, yeah i do that for like about uh it's yeah it's uh maybe like 30 hours a week so like three and a half days on at the the part-time job and then try to spend the the other days drawing if i can
2: okay so you don't like you uh just draw on your off days from your gig
4: yep pretty much yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: and, no, I mean honestly, like that's probably the best way to like stay in a rhythm. Um, I'm kind of the same way if I have like other stuff to do. I don't like control, uh-huh. cuz like mentally, I don't know, I can't get into the space where it's like cuz I know I have something else coming up or I know I won't be able to be there for X amount of time. Right. So it's hard to get that started for me personally.
4: Yeah. No, now, I'm the same um,
2: way. I mean, what are you working on right now? Your big book just came out. I guess it's about a little over a year old and you got this new one that's about to come out and, you know, the collaborative one. What yeah. are you working on right now?
4: Well, yeah, nothing really right now. Just trying to take a little bit of a break, um, in between projects. But, um, before this Bat Book, or this last chapter of, of the Bat Book, I started, I started that maybe like a year ago or so, just about now. And before that, I did like this two issue mini comic series that I worked on with, uh, one of my old friends who's a great writer. We did a two issue series called, uh, Crusher Loves Bleeder. Bleeder Loves yes. Crusher? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I sent you guys some copies of that. We we got copies from you, yeah. Nice. And so once this kind of like bad book stuff dies down a little bit in the next month or so, I, there's going to be a, a third chapter to that story that I'm going to start on. And then hopefully we can get it all put together in like a book is the hope. So... So there'll be another like 30, 30 or so pages or something like that.
2: Are you uh, pitching that around or are you wanting to self-release that? or
1: I don't know.
4: We'll on? see. Well, I'll probably try to pitch it around and see if yeah, if anyone bites. But, um,
2: yeah. So, um, you know, that's another collaborative piece for you. So mm-hmm. you do like being in control because obviously you did a pretty fucking big book. Uh, Peepers yeah. was, you know, huge. But then, you know, also you're willing to work in a collaborative nature. So do you feel like that just kind of scratches an itch that you like to scratch, per se? Or is it just like, you know, these projects come across and you're like, oh, yeah, I have to do this. Like, I can't not do this. Like, yeah, it's something kinda, you seek out or.
4: Yeah, I don't necessarily seek it out with my friend that I did. Crusher, Love, Crusher uh, loves Bleeder with I definitely, you know, like he's somebody that I just try to like encouraged to write because i think he's a great writer and so i want to do stuff with him um and then with josh he just kind of came to me with this project but i definitely enjoy it i would like to keep doing it it's kind of like a nice break from doing stuff like all on my own to be able to Mm -hmm. collaborate with someone it just kind of like you know works your brain out in different ways so yeah no I, i i like doing both i definitely am looking forward to like i have like an idea for doing doing something in like another solo book maybe you know in a year or two. But, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to like working by myself again, but yeah, I- I'm always open to collaboration because it's just, I-, I don't know. I enjoy it. Have you what guys you done?
2: Folks, make sure to blow up his DMs and pitch your ideas.
4: <laughs> no, no, no. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> Have you guys done much collaborating? JB definitely has.
3: Yeah. The, the last book I was working on was. Kind of, uh, I guess, similar to what you and Simmons were doing, uh-huh. where we would uh, write out the story together and then we would uh, plot it out so that, uh, you know, one person does four pages and then the other person does the next four pages oh. and then it goes back and forth and back and forth. Sometimes there's like two and two, four and four, et cetera. Okay. And uh, yeah. So then uh, that was interesting because, you know, there is such a drastic change stylistically mm. from me and, uh, the other person, uh, who's, uh, Eric, uh, Schneider Gutierrez, he runs, uh, really easy press out of, uh, Seattle. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, it was, it was a very interesting project and we're still actually planning on doing, I think, six more issues. Oh, sure. Wow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's it called? Uh, it's called, uh, Kaiju Team Alpha, I think. Oh, okay. Is. Yeah big uh robot kaiju with star trek next gen stuff in it and uh <laughs> wow
2: yeah. So, yeah i love yeah. how uh like you know just to kind of put you over i guess i love how that because most of the time like you have to execute a book with two different art styles like in a way to where it's not like glaring and too much right. and yeah yeah the way you all split the story duties where eric's drawing the people and you're just drawing like the monsters and the robots fucking rocks
3: uh,
4: okay so, yeah yes, i think that's, that's how it's it,
3: done it, it was something where basically anything that was more dialogue heavy with you know, single stagnant frames, Yeah, that would be Eric's stuff. And then I would do mostly the action stuff. I think in the last issue we did, there were a few more scenes that weren't super action heavy that I did.
2: Yeah, you were drawing them like evacuating and stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like, yeah, like there's some action there, but it's not like a battle or whatever. Right. But it's interesting because every once in a while, Eric will then kind of maybe do one or two out of his four that have some action in it and so maybe in a future issue that'll kind of blend more into each other so we'll
2: see i actually am collaborating right now and i want to strangle the person i'm collaborating with not really (laughs) (laughs) i'm collaborating with my friend jazz and uh jazz broke their scanner so they just like uh they're kind of like off the grid so like i'll hear from them like once every you know few weeks Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then uh the last text i got was hey uh scanner's broken Uh, the story is drawn on a bunch of different sizes of paper and different types of paper (laughs) I'm just gonna mail it to you can you put it together and I was just like yeah I got it Peace and love to jazz. Jazz rocks. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this, you know, how I get this thing together. Uh, But that's the first time I've actually collaborated proper, I think. Oh, okay. So, but no, I would definitely do it again. But it's just like funny because it's just like, what? Like, (laughs) (laughs) very old school, but convoluted. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, you're drawing like, are you drawing, you know, the whole day on your off days? Like, do you make sure to, are you one of those people that's like, okay, I got to draw no matter what. I'm going to sit down from, you know, cause some people like a regimented schedule. Like I'm going to draw from, you know, morning till afternoon, night, whatever, um, uh-huh. or is it pretty loose and you just do whatever.
4: I definitely try to put in like the, you know, like an eight hour day if I can, um, just because I like will quell some, you know, whatever anxiety is like raging through my body. So yeah, I, d- I definitely like a. It's like a thing that it's just that like I, my brain like just like has to do in, in order to feel some sort of comfort. So, yeah, I, I you know, a couple, you know, at least uh, at least try to put in two eight hour days and then maybe not as much, though, you know, the last day. But, yeah,
2: well, it's interesting, you know, because you kind of just brought up, I guess, like, quote unquote art therapy, you know, working yeah. through your problems on the page. Are you when you sit down to draw, are you just drawing for yourself first and then whatever gestates there? Like if you want to make a story out of that or do you kind of sit down just like, okay, this has to be not necessarily commercial, but let's not waste any time. And this has to Mm. be working on a book or a project that I want to do.
4: I mean, lately it's become more like I've been working on like a book after book sort of thing. Then I kind of feel like I want to keep rolling with that energy a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I definitely like to just sit down and just like fuck around too so i i want to keep like a balance to that if i can because i like to just like goof off and draw just you know stupid shit so Mm -hmm. and i want to keep i want to keep doing that because you know i just enjoy drawing in general in general so i want to keep that that love alive if i can yeah
2: definitely so i do want to go ahead and get into like your background uh you know how you got where you're at, you know, influences growing up and, like, you know, education and so forth. So, yeah, you know, you mentioned doing that course in Portland uh, before that. Mm-hmm. Did you have any kind of, like, formal art education or anything like that?
4: Yeah, I went to uh, an art school in Denver, Colorado called RemCAD. And I got the bachelor, Bachelor's of Arts, uh, you know, illustration degree out there. And, yeah, yeah, I've always, like, wanted to make – but I've always wanted to make comics. Like, I didn't make – really make any comics. I made a little bit of comics in art school, but not of time. Okay. But it was always, yeah, it was always in the background, for sure, like, throughout my whole life.
2: So, comics were something you grew up with? You mentioned your whole life, like, are you exposed to them early on?
4: Yeah, 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 I mean, you know, kind of like the typical, like, got into Sunday comics. Um, did you guys ever, have you guys ever seen the book The Nine Lives of Garfield? Have you yeah,
2: ever seen that, that? that's ringing <laughs> a bell for some reason. Like, is it just a collection of them?
4: Well, it's like there's like a different like Jim Davis doesn't seem to have like anything to do with it as far as I can tell. But there's like nine different stories. They're all different art styles. and It feels very like heavy metal inspired almost. Like
2: okay, yes, I have seen this shit. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes.
4: Okay. <laughs> that's that that yeah. That's like yeah. You should seek it out if you haven't seen it because it's a little. You know, there's like weird like sexual stuff in it that I feel like and it's just kind of like blew my mind as a child. Um. So there's that. And then I kind of, you know, like I'm you know, I just turned 40 last month, so I was kind of like around the age when like image kind of started blowing up in the early early 90s or whatever. So I got into like Storm Brigade and, you know, like Terrible Comics like that. Uh, wet works you guys ever read wet works
2: i never read it now were you reading this <laughs> stuff because like were you like part partially speculating or were you just like "Now nah, this shit's cool oh
4: no 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 i just thought okay. it was amazing like wet works yeah. there's like these guys with like Gat- gatling guns and like golden skin they have like golden <laughs> they have like i can't remember what happened to them exactly but they have like gold skin that protects them somehow they're fighting vampires it's, it was a fun image comic it, yeah it went from image to like dark horse stuff and then got into swamp thing in like high school and, and stuff like that. So it's always been like a part of my life um, pretty much. But then, you know, go, going to art school, there wasn't really like in like the early two thousands, there wasn't as much like comics s- sort of going on quite yet. So it took a little while for me to, to get a little more, ser- you know, after I got done with school, I, I got a little more serious about like making my own books, like, you know, like mini comics and stuff like that. So what was it
2: that, like, you were just like, okay, I'm going to commit to this? Like, was it, like, meeting certain people? Was it a book you saw that just inspired you? What made you want to make the jump to, like, okay, I'm going to do this? Because you've been in the game for a while.
4: Yeah, a little while. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think, like, the community is, like, a big... Even though I'm, like, someone who's, like, you know, like a typical introverted cartoonist kind of guy or whatever, like, being able to, like, be a part of, like, a community, I think, really, is, like, a a big deal just to be able to, like you know, get some kind of like response from people about, you know, the stuff that you're making, like makes you want to keep making stuff. So I think the community aspect was really like a big, a big pull for me. And also just like trying to like, trying to make stories. I don't think I'm like a natural, like storyteller necessarily, like um like in person or anything like that, but being able to like sit down and like make an attempt to draw out a story kind of, <laughs> kind of works for me. So yeah the The story aspect and the, yeah, the community aspect, I think, are are big parts of it. Parts of the draw.
2: Now, were you seeking out stuff like in Colorado? Because um, you know, it was you know twenty ten when you actually like moved away. So was it like yeah? You know, there's a couple cool shops and whatnot. And I imagine by twenty ten they were popping up. So yeah. you know, was it like kind of like did you feel like isolated or were you finding cool little pockets here and there?
4: There's a little pocket. There's like some. There was like a small um, zine fest. Like, probably the first thing that I ever tabled at was a zine fest in in Denver. So that kind of got me motivated to actually, like, make, like, print my own, like, mini comics and stuff like that. Um, And then just, like, starting to follow stuff, people online. Did you guys ever listen to Inksteads? Pod, that podcast? Uh, no, I yeah. never heard of it. I did, yeah. Oh, you never heard of it? Oh, you guys should, I mean, if you like, I don't know if you want to listen to podcasts after you... you absolutely go, so you not. Make it. <laughs> Making them for a while. We're, I feel <laughs> like that we're means- the,
2: uh, you know, not to like toot our horn or anything, but I, I feel like we're like the spiritual successor to Ink Studs in a way because Robin's yeah, yeah. not really doing that anymore.
4: Yeah. I mean, but he's got a great, like, you know, back catalog of like... Oh, yeah. Tons of interviews. Yes. Yeah, like absolutely. a three-hour three-hour Gary Panter, like, interview, it's, like, you know, uh, I mean, just listening to those was very yeah inspiring. And
2: so. Good vaults to go back into. Like, I was listening to a lot of shit, like, uh, after it came out, years after it came out, and it's still, like you said, mm-hmm. great stuff to listen to. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I guess just get that's personally like I guess my only goal with this show is, you know, shit posting aside, I hope that the interviews, <laughs> you know, people can go back and get something from them. Yeah. I hope that's something that kind of like with Ink Studs, you know, I can only hope that that's something that uh people take away from the show eventually.
4: No, no, I think it's great. I think somebody needs needs to do it. So, I I'm glad you guys are Thank you. Oh, no, <laughs> it wasn't about that, <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, just
2: reminiscing on. Just, you're you know, welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, and then, uh, yeah. we ran process party off. No, I mean, it's, Zach it's is a back there with the new show. What's that? I said we ran process party off, but I think Zach's back with the new show.
4: Oh, yeah. Have you guys checked out about that one out of all? I'm
2: subscribed to it, and I have every episode downloaded, but I haven't listened. I will eventually.
4: Yeah. No, it's good. It's good that it's a little more, you know, it's like a little more they're just like doing like an issue focusing on like one issue of like a comic book for podcast. Have you been on that show yet? It's a cool idea. No, no. Okay. No. Yeah. I was on Process Party like briefly because he, um, he did like some recordings at a short run like a couple of years ago. So that was kind of my only other podcast experience. I have some friends that started a new metal podcast about the history of new metal. <laughs> Fuck. I, what's, what's the podcast that called? I, uh, it's called Spider Two and Sphinctus. Okay. Oh yeah. I, uh, there's apparently a, uh, <laughs> and I was a guest on that. That's my only other podcast. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's apparently a,
2: uh, a new metal podcast yeah. called. P.O.D. Cast, which I thought was a pretty good title.
4: Oh, okay, yeah. Wow, that's, yeah, for a new that's metal show,
2: But it's secretly a Christian podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Were you ever into new Metal? Oh, dude, yeah. No. Yeah. No, I was not. <laughs> I, uh, I skipped that whole uh, phase somehow. Yeah, no, that shit
2: rocks. <laughs> Never,
3: Lucky. nope. Um, yeah, you know, it's no, kind of coming back. It's it's well, okay. like a 20-year cycle say, sort I, of I, thing. I, I did like System of a Down, but that's about
2: it. You know what's really funny is I go to the record store a lot, uh, like, you know, twice a week now. And um, a lot of that new Metal shit is getting represses because it's like 20 20 years old now. They're hitting like 20th anniversary, you know, extended edition and shit. And like I look at them just because like they're on the new release wall. And I guess like back then... You know, they never anticipated, you know, the artwork being bigger than a CD size, because, like, I guess vinyl died down, you know, in the early 2000s. And mm-hmm. um, all the artwork just looks like shit and completely pixelated. I think they're, like, bootlegs. <laughs>
1: and it, oh, no. they're not. Like, they're actual official it's like releases. That, it's like that
2: scene in Kenny Powers. Yeah, well, like, you mentioned, like, toxicity. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, I saw toxicity on vinyl, and I was like, why does this look like absolute dog shit? Like... <laughs> y'all y'all can't be using
3: jpeg y'all need to be using yeah tips, tips yeah all this shit's all blurry and pixelated and
2: shit yeah, so i just don't know if, like the <laughs> files just don't exist you know and that's the best they can do but yeah oh, man. no i definitely uh what i was like prime age for new metal i was like yeah a teen when that shit was coming out like well not a teen i was like 10 11 early teen uh you know i just started hating living at home so that shit was hitting hard <laughs> Started perfect.
4: hating your parents yeah. <laughs> yeah. perfect mixture
2: creating problems for yourself <laughs> to relate to the outcast music uh, not the band outcast <laughs> but uh you know the the vibe <laughs> of the new metal
4: System. I did not. I was not a fan of System of a Down because I was in art school at the time when that like you wanted to song came out, and there was like a band that was practicing at my dorm rooms, and they that was basically the only song that they were practicing like so over and over again. Bro, they were playing that System of a Down.
2: Song. Cops suck, and like you know, <laughs> you know, snitching sucks. But if some, if a band, if I live on a dorm in a dorm, oh. and a band was rehearsing in the dorm, I'm I'm knocking on the RA's door and being like, you gotta stop this shit. <laughs> This shit can't go yeah. down here. Tell them to get an apartment. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> Can you imagine having a drum kit in a dorm room that you share with somebody?
4: No, it was super ridiculous. Yeah, I'd have been pissed. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, were you into new metal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I, I liked I liked Corn. I liked Deftones. Deftones still rock. I liked. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw. I went to Ozfest in two thousand and one. Saw Marilyn Manson.
2: Okay, okay. Did you do anything crazy? <laughs>
4: Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it wasn't that memorable, really. Yeah, but um, I saw Black Sabbath played too, so that was pretty cool. Oh, with Ozzy singing, like I guess. One re- yeah, yeah. Okay. And he had like the fire. He had the fire hose where he's hosing everyone down. Hell yeah, that's sick. If you remember that, <laughs> I don't. But I mean, that sounds sick. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. Well, Pat, thanks so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you uh, on the internet and harass you about pitches?
4: Oh yes. Uh yeah. On Instagram, pat keck and uh yeah. There's a link tree there where you can pre order uh the Dream of the Bat Book through Mansion Press. And yeah. That's that's about it.
2: And upcoming shows you're doing short run.
4: Short run, and then we're trying to put together like a signing for this uh Dream of the Bat Book at Secret Headquarters, hopefully. Hell yeah. Have um, they moved yet? Yeah oh yeah they're moving too i forgot about yeah that. i didn't know if they um, had, but i knew
2: they were supposed to or they did yeah i don't know like
4: i don't know what the status is on that but yeah
2: hell yeah great shop well uh pat thanks so much for coming on dude we uh, definitely appreciate it looking forward to uh, meeting you in seattle and getting a copy of the book there so uh yeah dude uh thanks for coming on and uh listeners as always stay gutter